Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Third ISA, you're speaking with Claudine Pucky and Michelle Pickle. Hi. Welcome back, guys. Um, this is our last uh, podcast for this year. So um, exciting, exciting 2022 coming along, and we're about to embark on some new and exciting things coming up. Today's topic is more about because um, a lot of you have come back and asked for. Um, more information on satanic cults, where did they come from, uh, and a little bit of more information uh, that relates to current or past history in relation to cult to cults in general. Sorry, so Michelle and I are going to go through that. Take it away, Michelle. It's a very very broad subject. It's um, and I understand people are interested in it. I'm trying to decide whether or not to go with the American or go right 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 back to. Um, where cults began, <laughs> which it's interesting. I've had some very interesting conversations with people because obviously when they say you're Christian, Christian is more or less a new religion compared to paganism, which I'd have to agree with because Christian Christianity came about when Jesus Christ or Yeshua um, came, into, came to the earth as man. However, believers in God the Father were there for a very, very much long, long time. So, so what is Yeshua yes. for those people who don't know? Okay, so Yeshua is the um, correct name for Jesus Christ. Jesus is the um, English version. Basically, I always tell people my husband's name is Vince, but in France he's called Vasson. <laughs> so what you're looking at there is just the, um, the translation into English, basically Jesus, um, which also is Zeus. So there's a bit of a mix-up there because it, it, you can hear Zeus in there as well, but it's not. Yeshua is actually the, the correct name, <laughs> the Hebrew name, which means salvation. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, how come we don't really refer to that a lot through churches or through other, you know, denominations? Yeah, church history is a bit of a nightmare. Um, basically, the going right back to when... Um, there was a wiping out of Christianity, taking away of um, the, I guess, the Jewishness of Jesus Christ and God the Father. Um, so they have 
I guess, bastardised a lot of it. Mm. Um, and the churches don't teach that because there's a, a silly little thing in the churches where they believe that the church is, is completely and utterly separate to Israel. So Israel was always called the bride of Yahweh, so the, the bride of God the Father, and the church, the bride of Yeshua. However, the church is supposed to be grafted into, <laughs> not actually mm. separate from. So um, a lot of what we call Messianic Jews, which just means um, Jews that believe in the Messiah, Okay, because the Jews had a history well before Yeshua came. So are they currently, the Jewish community now, would you say that they currently believe or would speak of Jesus Christ as Yeshua? Would that, would, would that be their first? Messianic Jews do, um, but certainly not the Jewish faith in general, no. They don't recognise Jesus Christ as, as God the Father or as a part of the Godhead. They're still waiting for the Messiah. Oh, so this is where you have some very, very strong denominational shifts um, because the Jews will not accept the Christians mm -hmm. um, because they believe that the Messiah has not yet come and the Christians balk at being called Jews because um, they believe in Christ and that's not it. So when I hear people saying, you know, Christianity is relatively new compared to paganism, that's correct. The following of Yeshua um, is new because Yeshua was Christ. That wasn't the history of the Old Testament, although God continually said that he was sending his son. His son was always there. You can find Yeshua's name throughout the Old Testament, referred to as salvation. Mm. <laughs> um, so if you look up salvation in the Old Testament, you'll find that the root word is Yeshua. So when we're looking at satanic cults, what are the basis of their actual cults in general? So if we look at three specific, uh, quite well-known cults, uh, which we mentioned um, we were discussing before we started the podcast, which was Charlie Manson. Yeah. So what would be the basis of them creating that cult or where does it start from and what influence would have come in to create that? Okay, so Charlie Manson was a fairly rejected kid. He had a bit of a sketchy background. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that there's a possibility that Charles Manson actually had um, Negro bloodline. Um According to the the history of it, he he, he did, um, and he was a very rejected child. He would end up in prison for a long time. When he came out of prison, there must have been some sort of affiliation with um, what they called the family, a cult called the family, um, which was coming out from. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, it was a very very big cult over there. I'll think of it so, later. So tell me when, or give me a rough idea, because I'm not really familiar with Charlie Metz, I'll be honest with you when um, he came about and what uh, specific cult or um, issues were created by him. Okay, so Charlie Manson demanded um, complete loyalty. He started collecting people who were down and out, um, runaways, that sort of thing, teens basically, let them run amok with whatever they wanted to do and he was apparently quite the sexual magnet, <laughs> so he didn't have much problem. Even guys were drawn in by his um, charisma. He wasn't a big guy, he was quite a small guy, but he was exceptional at mind control. So he had a way of, of pulling his people under and having them completely loyal to him to the point where he actually had them going out murdering, which is where Sharon Tate murders and all of those sort of things come from. Um, they were the ones that did that. When it went through court, Charlie Manson, um, every time he was in the courtroom, there was 
issues because he was very, very good at mind control and he um, had all of his followers completely and utterly under. So the witnesses kept moving and changing. So and whereabouts did this originate from when it came to Charlie Manson? Charlie Manson actually joined a part of another family which was um, quite a big cult beforehand. Um, it, and even the son of Sam came out of the same sort of roots. So they were a satanic cult by nature, um, very, very big in programming the mind. So the mind control was really a major factor in that cult. Charlie Manson was, um, he was very free and liberal with his sexuality, which is similar to Jim Jones, that cult. Um, both of them at the roots would have been satanic more so than Luciferian. Okay. So satanic and the difference between satanic and Luciferian would be in relation to his sort of cult following? Um, the difference between Luciferian and satanic? Yeah. Okay, so Satan is um, seen by some cultists as an entity in itself, and Lucifer a separate entity, Lucifer being the light bringer or the bringer of knowledge. So those who follow Lucifer would consider themselves on a light path which is where we see things like the Kabbalah coming into it, where you've got the snake rising up and the, and the lightning bolt coming down the tree. So one depicts Lucifer or Satan coming up from the ground as a snake and the lightning bolt is um, representative of Lucifer falling from the sky. So both sides of Kabbalah, whether the white side, what they call the white side or the dark side, is actually Luciferian or Satanic. So it's, it's interesting. So... Um... They committed nine murders in um, four locations, and he originated around the 1960s, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So what made him so famous, um, even, I mean, other than the murders, what um, made him so famous and made him as an identifiable cult leader? Uh, Charlie Manson actually wasn't involved, wasn't actually there on the scene for quite a few of those murders. Um, his followers were, and they were completely and utterly loyal to Charlie Manson. So that put Charlie Manson completely in the spotlight of he's able to mind control, but they had a lot of trouble actually taking down Charlie Manson himself. He ended mm. up in prison, but um, it was his, his family. There was quite a few girls in there that um, were brutally murdering in the name of Charlie Manson. They were, they were saying they were going up against pigs. Charlie Manson had um, a strange little cult of his own going, and this is what usually happens. They spring up out of their own thinking. Um, he could hear songs like anything from the Doors or the Beatles, and he would hear messages in that for what he was to do. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's similar to the likes of the, I think it was the Memphis Three, who did satanic murders in the name of uh, the other Manson fellow, the singer. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, yeah. And the parents of the the girl who was murdered tried to take him, him to court because he had actually encouraged it in his music. He had encouraged these young teenage boys to kill. Um, and they got nowhere because he was covered completely and utterly. He actually put out a statement saying, saying, I'm really proud of those boys. So what was the purpose of the murders in relation to the cult? Okay, so when it comes to a satanic murder or when it comes to something like that, it was really about the blood offering. Yeah. It's usually a calling um, for the blood because the life is in the blood. So this is where you see a, a sort of a connection there with the history of, of religion, if you like, and where you see religion going off, well, I see it going off, um, because it is all about the blood. 
Um, God was very clear about the blood, the life is in the blood. In actual fact, if a doctor gets our blood, they can read absolutely everything that's going on in our body. Mm. Our DNA, everything. They can see everything that's going wrong. They can read everything. So the life is actually flowing. The soul flows through the blood of man. So when that is offered up, it's almost like offering up psychic energy to demonic powers. So the, the blood is very, very um, important in ritual. I'm gathering from my perception that uh, cults, but beliefs, and correct me if I'm wrong, would be the more people that I have in my following, the more influence I have on the outside world and my ability to create whatever it is that I'm trying to create. Yes, that's right. And from a human perspective, that's that's entirely correct. It's about owning, controlling, micromanaging in some cases. Um, however, there is a deeper spiritual belief system going on there mm. because they are rewarded for the amount of people that they actually have bound in. I believe he had a bit of a mental health issue anyway, this man. Um, so is he the one that actually spoke in tongues? Uh, not to my knowledge. I don't think that was Charlie Manson, no. Okay. All right, so let's go back to um, another one, uh, another cult, which is the Son of Sam. Yep. Which is with David Berkowitz, yes, um, right. an American serial killer again. Yes, Another serial killer, uh, very similar to Charles, oh, Charlie Manson, and don't get it mistaken between Marilyn Manson and yeah. Charlie Manson. Yeah. Uh, so David Berkowitz was the one that they called the son of Sam. Mm -hmm. um, the investigations were done. David Berkowitz had certain alibis and that sort of thing. He ended up going down for it because the cops really needed someone to go down for it because there were so many killings going on. But it actually wasn't feasible at all for it all to have been David. David confessed to the murders um, and he took the brunt of it, which often happens in cults. Um, he later became a Christian in prison and tried. To, he said, yes, this was a part of a cult, but he was involved in a satanic cult in the area and they were doing killings for blood ritual and David Berkowitz took the fall, which is the way it often happens with cults. They'll have someone who's lower ranked if you like in the in the cult and they will take the fall when the eyes start going on them they'll they'll throw someone under the bus right his life would have been in danger now even if he had a spoken in prison which it took him a very very long time to do um they have people in there so if if david was going to speak up someone would not be involved in prison i mean again this guy had uh, a violent childhood um erratic behavior um and was adopted. Yes. Uh, apparently. And so, so was Hitler. Very interesting. So mm -hmm. all these people that we find, again, yes, definitely Hitler and his followers was very much the largest cult in the world. Yep. And you can call that similar to gang mentality if you're thinking yep. about it from that perspective. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of this is insecurity, no um, stability sense of belonging um and a lot of us that join gangs or cults or any type of large group are looking for that family or sense of belonging which is correct that's why a lot of the um cults will call themselves a family or actually are a family mm. so yeah you're either born into it or you get recruited into it so satanists are very good at now i'm speaking about satanists because the luciferians are a little bit different than that but the satanists will actually recruit from high schools and places like that so they'll lurk about there they'll have chaplains and that in there 
and they will be watching to see which children are coming through like the counselling and always in trouble and they will then target them for bringing them into the cult. They generally are rejected and hurt kids. So being suddenly love-bombed and all your behaviours that were considered bizarre and worthy of seeing psychologists for are suddenly rewarded. So they can... Unacceptable behaviour. That's right. And not only acceptable but expected. Mm. I guess that sort of comes into the whole part of, well, it's accepted. So your behaviour, no matter how erratic it is, um, we need you to be completely and utterly engulfed in what we're giving you so that you feel accepted and part of the group. Yeah. Actually, um, bringing that sort of thing up, there was a, I don't know if you remember, I think it was 2018 here in Perth, we had a young man kill his mother and his sibling. Um, He was at home, obviously, he killed them. Um, He apparently snapped out of it. He saw a lot of blood. He freaked out. He ran to the nearest service station and actually told the, the guy at the service station that someone had gone in and murdered his mother and his sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until later that he found out, so the young man found out, he'd done it. He was completely switched out. And when he started babbling, so when he um, that sort of came to his attention, he started babbling about people in dark ro- um, robes in the bushes near where he lived, um, and then he started saying, Mama made me do it, Mama made me do it. Uh, now, Mama is a word, uh, uh, one of the entities used in cults quite often. So... When we heard that, because we do investigation of cult stuff, when we heard that, we knew this kid was actually, he was engaged. Um, he was devastated. He literally had what we call switched out. So he would have been used by the cult to do that ritual murder. For some reason, they needed that in the area. Wow. So if we relate a lot of the cults, sort of, and the largest cult, obviously, is the Third Reich with Hitler. Uh, yeah, well, the largest cult, the largest gang, the largest following ever, I think, in history. Probably because a lot of the um, a lot of the stuff in this, this is easy to check out if you if you want to. Um, Hitler was experimenting. <coughs> excuse me, he was experimenting with um, the Jews in the concentration camps. The idea Hitler had was he actually wanted to be the Antichrist, and he quite often said that he was very much a spiritual guy. He followed. Um, some very odd <laughs> um, occultic followings. He was trying to re- take out the soul of a man. So in his experiments, this is what he was aiming for, take out the soul of a man and actually replace it with a demonic entity so he would have what he was calling a super soldier on his hands. So if we look at some of these movies that are coming out yes. and we think about the super soldier and how a lot of it relates back to the Third Reich and how, again, when you say ripping out the soul, I think you're looking at Captain America where they tried to exchange things yes it's certainly becoming obvious in the movies um they're not trying to hide that sort of stuff anymore and that is because they've completely and utterly succeeded in it mm. and they have found a way to do that now um but made it into an animation or into a fix fixation of other people in a different way but they don't realize where that's actually it, originated from yeah, it makes it acceptable because the more um, we are seeped in it, the more we're desensitised to it and the more mm. it's normal. So that's happening on a very large scale now. So, yes, it started coming out in movies and that sort of thing. Then you have a lot of people coming out, movies like Split, showing that there's alternate personalities and all that sort of thing. Cults will aim for that. They will aim to get that split psyche. And that's exactly what Hitler ended up with. He realised that if he took this whole soul out of a person, they mm. were gone. Um, but he found out that they could shatter the psyche. 
and then um, attach powers to those parts of the psyche to use them like, I guess, like kind of like windows on your computer. You can mm. call up what you want when you want. Um, so Hitler did that. Hitler went down and basically his scientists that were working on that project, which was called Project Paperclip, I believe, mm. they actually were then um, granted finances to go to the US and continue working on mind control. Mm. So that actually has been something that's going through. Now, there was the likes of Michael Aquilo, who's um, one of the, he's the high priest of the Temple of Set. Um, he's actually high up in military. Um, he has actually incorporated a lot of Satanism into military programming. So wow. there's been a crossover there. So that's where we often talk about SRA as satanic ritual abuse. Are the victims of SRA that they are um, DID, so Dissociative Identity Disorders, that they are programmed multiples. So you diagnose this? I mean, who would sort of give you this information? Would you be going to a psychiatrist that would be telling you this sort of information? Or is no. It a um, and in fact, if you're looking, at, you're looking at getting that sort of information in in Australia, pretty much forget it, um, because it's been completely and utterly denied because of the schism in psychology. Uh, effectively, DID is a disorder, a disassociative identity disorder, um, which you cannot actually medicate. So psychologists aren't big on diagnosing DID. They, they can diagnose up to 15 different personality disorders and medicate them before they'll even look at DID, which mm. to me is absolutely incredible. Um, the difference between the SRA, so the satanic ritual abuse and the um, program multiple and MK Ultra, which MK Ultra stands for Mind Control Alt Ultra. The K is because it's German, so that is a military style of mind control, and they do incorporate a lot of satanic ritual abuse in that. But the idea to build a super soldier is coming through MK Ultra, not necessarily satanic ritual. So are we relating this back to Hitler again, and that sort Hitler of Hitler certainly came out with the um, MK Ultra. It all stemmed from there. Project Blue Blood, Project Paperclip, a lot of different projects that were funded by governmental departments, and they actually worked very, very hard on building what they were calling a super soldier. Um, Hitler's idea was to have what we was calling a Superman, yeah. <laughs> um, which was basically the Aryan soldier, so a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, um, genetically enhanced. So again, when we look back at these movies, yes. um, and you've got these scientists, and they're trying to create this, and they're trying to create that, yep. it all makes sense where it's originated from. Um, so it's sort of... I don't get, though, why we don't sort of go back to that through our history or through our teachings, whether it's something they just want to sort of shove under the rug. Oh, or... they absolutely do because the it's it's so rife. It's so much of it. It's, pardon me for saying so, it's kind of like going with this, um, with all these vaccinations, it's all money-making. Mm. So there's no way they're going to admit, oh, look, we've made a mistake because if they start to admit they've, make a, they've made a mistake, um, it basically means suing mm. <laughs> and um, they don't want that. So the stuff like MK Ultra, those sorts of things would have been um, funded projects right along the way for a very long time. From the German government or? From the US uh, government, you know, right Nations. across the globe, yeah. right across the globe. It's, it's not, there's nowhere that it hasn't been hit with MK. Um, and I can say that for a fact because I was actually accepted into a, a MK Ultra program in the Navy here in West Australia. So, um, yes, it is. It's a black ops program. The focus isn't so much loyalty to Satan or Lucifer. The 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 loyalty is to government in MK Ultra because mm -hmm. they want basically they want to be guarded. Mm -hmm. 
So this this is all happening in the world now is is nothing new. It's actually been planned for a very long time. So if we go on to one more last sort of cult or someone who's influenced by the cult, and we were having a discussion about the burnings here in Australia. Um, can you give us an idea about where that sort of idea where the burnings were influenced by occultism? Yep. Um, so I don't know if anyone's ever checked the Bernie history. Basically, the, the Bernies knew each other from the time they were kids. They were both pretty, um, again, um, neglected and orphaned and <laughs> handed around foster care and all that sort of thing. They were um, in a cult together, which was down Donnybrook, Collie, that sort of area. Now, I do believe, because there was speculation as to whether or not um, Bernie himself was the one who picked up Sarah Mott, a young girl who was never actually found. It's a cold case in Perth. Um, she was picked up from a netball game and never ever was seen again. There was talk from, um, so this is going back about 30, 40 years, there was talk from cults in that area, which we went down and investigated, saying that the, the cults in the area had been doing human sacrifices to open up a seat of power in those areas so they've got a triangle of power down that way um bernie was it was speculated that he was the one who picked up sarah mott um, oh, right. he was the one who actually picked her up and took her out for murder he didn't get done for the murder of that because um basically there was no they never found her um however from there on i this and this happens quite a lot with when you're watching cults someone like bernie actually got a taste for it um he couldn't keep his hidden life, so to speak, separate from his everyday life. And he and his um, girlfriend, when they hooked back up after some time in prison, they got back together. She had married and she'd moved on, but they, as soon as he came out of prison, they got back together and started doing the serial killing of women through Perth. They got caught with that, and that's what ended up putting them in jail. Um, but, yeah, he was certainly involved, and I have heard that from one of the higher up witches down that way that the Bernies were involved in that um, human sacrifice. They were very young then though. So they weren't quite at their peak of murdering themselves but they got a taste for it and they started serial killing together. Mm. At that point the cult will usually throw them under the bus because they've they've taken their nightlife into their day life so to speak. Mm. So yes, but they won't find the likes of the bodies because when you're looking at um, Satanism, they do use every single part of the body. Now let's have a look at how many did they actually murder? Um, as a couple with the girls, something, I think it was somewhere along the lines of four or five. No? I think there were quite a few, but I don't believe we actually found quite a few of them, right? That's right, yeah. And that was the other thing, the way that they were actually ditching the bodies um, was very indicative of cult. Mm. Um, certain things that they were doing were textbook cult um, moves, like such as um, burying them upside down, um, taking off their hands, and all those sorts of things. There was rituals called hands of glory, and all that sort of thing that they do, which is ritualistic um, ways of burying burying them. So it's known that it was a cult killing. Well, they say that there's five, but there possibly was more. I'm sure there were more than what they were doing. Yeah. I also, I'm also fairly certain that the Claremont killer, mm -hmm. the one that never really got caught, that, that, that is actually a cult. They were looking for one guy, but they're not going to find one guy. And because they, 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 as soon as they start looking at a suspect and they're looking at it as a singular person, um, they've got a problem because if you're looking at a cult, 
they'll switch and change between who does what, give each other alibis, do all that sort of stuff. So, so I guess really the the main topic and thoughts to take out of this is that uh, cults are based on people, and I don't want to say weak-minded, but those people who are easily influenced, um, who come from a background that possibly needed them to have a connection to something because they've either been adopted or there's been abuse or various other things where people just need that sense of belonging. So they're easy prey for these type of people to be influenced by. Yeah. Um, the You say weaker people. It's um, mm. most people who have been satanically richly abused, they don't necessarily know it until they get much older. To be honest, the, the statistics are that usually when they turn around about 40, they start breaking what we call breaking memory, start to remember things having PTSD type effect. Um, a lot of a lot of the ones who were born and raised in the cult, those issues aren't there. The rejection and all those sorts of things. Um, you're actually trained from the time you're born or even conceived that you were um, you were created to be a what they call a chosen one. So therefore, you're a chosen one, you're special, you're above and beyond. Um, the way the cult treats you, it, it's extreme love-hate situation. So the same one who ruthlessly abuses you is also the same one who brings all the comfort. So you, you've got a real um, a split in the psyche there because your, your mind can't comprehend that. So therefore, it splits. <laughs> you can't, the mind can't um, marry the two things, so it has to split. There's a, then there's a part of the part of them that loves and a part of them that hates, then they just start growing on that. So, uh, yes, it's weak-minded people. When they're recruiting, they'll go into the ones, not so much weak, but very, very hurt and angry because they can use those emotions because, again, it's all part of the psyche. So they can use the emotions of hate, fear, rejection, those sorts of things, which are strong emotions, and actually bend them to become murderers or commit suicide, whatever they need them to do. So, I mean, in the earlier days, we had quite a few cults popping up left, right and centre, and they seemed to be quite a common uh, thread to everything. Yeah. Uh, now, these days, we don't seem to hear about them so much. Um, I, we don't, and there's a reason why we don't, particularly here in Australia. Um, and I can tell you as a person who does cult investigation why that is. In the so what you're saying it became quite rife for a while there. That's what they called a period of time in the 80s. It was called the Satanic Panic. There was a group of children in a daycare centre, and then they speaking of satanic ritual abuse, coming out with memories of that sort of stuff. Um, it started going through the court system. Other kids in other towns or other states started coming out with similar stories. It basically went global, um, and they were realising that there was satanic ritual abuse going on. And it was extremely rife. Um, it, it created a satanic panic where people were going out and doing basically witch hunts. So it became law um, that in, in, in policing, it became law, especially here in Australia, that if the police officers recognised that there was a cult in, in action, they were not to um, leak that to the media at all. It was not, it became illegal to even say it's a cult activity. So instead they talk about trafficking rings, drug rings, those sorts of things. So the cults are still rife. They're still operating. But it's not mentioned in media and it's certainly not mentioned by the police. Have we tended to forget uh, that these uh, sects of the 
cults or, you know, these type of affiliations are still out there because it's not part of our local community as such, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I do think that that's – I think awareness is a major thing um, because even – I mean, even watching the news recently and seeing things like that young little girl um, being – her room getting broken into, all that sort of stuff. I don't know if you saw that on the news. It was a seven-year-old girl in Allenbrook, um, went to bed and someone broke in through her window and sexually molested her um, and then took off. They've got the guy. But um, that, to me, is it screams cult activity. For a start, the guy had to have known the family. So there's usually that sort of thing going on. There was another case up in Wanneroo where a pastor had actually been done for a pedophile ring. He was prostituting out his own daughter. Now that always amazes me because how do you how do you say there's a pedophile ring and there's only one guy involved? Well, I don't believe there's a complete ring right there, like he's got hundreds of people around him right there. I do believe there's a group of people in multiple locations. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, that's him, yes, he was operating through his own church. And that's very, very common. I don't think there's ever been a cult that we've investigated that hasn't had links in a church. So we can define cult in a sense as a group of followers. Uh, that have a sense of belief, belonging, a common belief system yeah. um, that interlinks them all and uh, they tend to, I think, you know, with the, the more people you have, the bigger the whole intensity of that cult following or that group following becomes. That's right. I mean, the, the word cult actually comes from the word culture. So it's, it's their culture, it's their belief systems. It's You sort of can join in that cult or that culture. So, yeah, it can be very, very widespread. We've seen uh, an extraordinary network right across Australia, right across the world of cult activity. Okay, guys, don't forget to hit like and follow and subscribe. Um, these podcasts are going to come thick and fast so make sure that you're hitting the follow button uh, and following us because there's more to come we've always got full of excitement and full of challenges through this podcast and i love to hear your point of view and what you want to see and hear throughout these podcasts don't forget also guys uh this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and uh for no other reason other than that um, so anybody who's interested in um, hearing more from Michelle or getting in contact with her, you can contact her on um, setright777 at gmail.com. Um, please feel free to ask us any questions anytime. Um, and you can go to my website on www.claudine-paki.com and I look forward to speaking to you all in 2020. See you later, guys, and I will speak to you soon. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.